each of us covenant and promise that we will not reveal any of the secrets of this, the first token of the Oranic priesthood, with its accompanying name, sign, or penalty. Should we do so, we agree that our throats be cut from ear to ear and our tongues torn out by their roots. Search, ponder, pray. Is this the place? Hello, is it me you're searching for? You didn't yes. think I could redo it. <laughs> I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you did redo it because I was mad I wasn't recording the first time. <laughs> How's it going, my darling? Oh, fucking hell! You know how it goes. You think uh, you're good, and then it's like, and then you stumble through the and... week. <laughs> yeah, you stumble through the week, and somehow your family gets a hold of you and you're like i thought i thought i dismissed you guys <laughs> for fuck? fuck's sake i need to go back on no contact because it's like ugh, not this again i know but isn't it hard yeah yeah it is it's so hard it is because <laughs> do you know what people with functioning families have a support system Okay, but uh, we've been running through it and i don't think functioning families are the normal family uh, like Lisa, her family like loves and supports pretty much most of the time. I'd say like 90% of the time they're like love and supporting. They learn lessons. Yeah. They're like, if we fucked up, if we wronged you before, we're going to like work on not doing that again, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. They're not like, let's, they don't sweep things under the rug and they are not normal. <laughs> the new normal is being psycho. Hmm. Or we're all just think, or we're all just seeing it for what it is, because like, I I you saying all that stuff made me think about the first time that my mom my mom always was like, when you say sorry you never do it again, and so like one time I called her out on it and I was like when you I've say been thinking sorry about you never that do it again, all and week, dude got in trouble for that so. <laughs> well, because the people who I am so upset with right now. <laughs> And we'll get to it because we actually have harder topics to discuss at the top of the hour. But uh, like the people who taught me these lessons, it's like, when are you going to learn, old man? Mm-hmm. You got to learn about Psycho Bobby because I never taught you about her. But you you raised her. Yeah. Uh, the so thing about it you... is, is they're fucking adults. And they're, they're so old. Adults. Too. But they're so old. They're it's not which it's a weird it's it's, okay anyways but let's okay but let's not let's not get sidetracked first of all how are you how was halo's birthday she had a great birthday and now is sick so that's what you get with kids birthday parties (laughs) is that all your friends bring all their germs over and you just swap air for a long time and then everybody goes home and does the damn thing with (laughs) cough medicine yeah I went and picked up Al from school the other day and I like held his hand to walk to the car because he's a child and I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, that's what you do. You, you protect children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, <laughs> and we're like a minute into our conversation and he goes, oh, definitely going to get pink eye. And I go, sir, have you? you washed your... Yeah. And I go, sir, when was the last time you washed your hands? He's like, I don't know. And I'm like, okay. Hey, I'm like, Al, I love you. 
whatever. I'm like, we're going to put hand sanitizer when we get in the car. But if you think you're getting peak eye, you let a hoe know before you put your hand in her hand. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> this is called informed consent with disease. <laughs> I'm like, I ain't got that military insurance, okay? <laughs> but he's like, yeah, my friend has it. He's like, he's like, I don't even know why he's coming to school. I'm like, probably because he doesn't have access to health. Like, his family doesn't have access to health care yep. or child care. Yep. And they can't miss work. Yep. Probably. And like, it's public school. And you're going to get gonna in trouble if you don't it. send your kids to school. And... <laughs> Well, I mean, they don't really get in trouble, but like, like for especially for sickness after uh, COVID. But yeah, <laughs> also, I was just at Jake's house, and uh, I was like, "Hey, any comment? <laughs> any comment?" I was like walking down his stairs to walk out the door. I was like, "Any comment for the podcast, Jake?" <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, keep my wife's name out your mouth." And we're only four minutes in, and I'm already like, "Anyways," so Al was like. <laughs> Jake, you don't listen to the podcast, so I'm not going to worry about <laughs> We're never going to get in trouble because no, if we're breaking listen. any rules, he shouldn't know about it. Right, except mother's going to tell. Oh, mother listens. knows best. Mother knows best. Um, mother Gothel. No, so, okay, her. so anyways, mother what? That's a children's reference. <laughs> I didn't know if you knew. It's I from Tangled. The... Now that you're saying it, I get it, but like, it's not something that I hold in no, my you the recesses of my brain. Yeah, that's because just for the moms I'm, out there. <laughs> I'm trying to live a life without children, but I'm failing <laughs> because we could have we could be done recording this episode, but I was like, I'm sorry, I gotta go make a leprechaun trap. It's tomorrow, St. Patrick's Day, and uh, with AI, right? <laughs> no, Al with Al. Oh. <laughs> Alex. I thought it was an AI leprechaun trap and I was like, all right, man. Like, No, when just... I saw that, I'm actually, hold on, where's my phone? <laughs> I gotta send you. It's the most island. I am coming home. Rustic motherfucking. I burnt myself so many times with that glue gun. But you know what? <laughs> I'm a Mormon and I learned how to craft and it didn't hurt me even a little bit. So I'm going to send you. <laughs> This amazing leprechaun trap we made out of paper, yarn, twigs, and tape. And I cannot wait. You know, here we go. Oh, you know, I tried it on the ground because so it's a you're, picture. you're an iPhone person and I am an Android person. And corporations and capitalism say, dictate that we cannot share clear pictures together. And I <sighs> love that. No leprechauns allowed. <laughs> oh, you can't see it? You can see it. <laughs> Is that for the rebellious leprechauns that won't be told what to do? The Tauruses? Well, oh okay, here's my the God, thing. This is here's so the good. With the lucky charms. Because I, <laughs> I said, and the glitter, can you see the glitter? I don't know if you can see the glitter. <laughs> um, but I was like, Al, let's just make like a box and make it like rustic looking because he's from Ireland and... <laughs> he's a leprechaun like let's get real he doesn't want like the trappings of he's not he's not us he's not american he's not russian he's from ireland (laughs) and he's a smart guy i'm like so we're gonna need to make some sort of box situation and then i made that little house like i I made i bent the sticks (laughs) 
to make that little how I think I did a pretty good job. But I also brought over green yarn, which was the siding. We used paper. Yes. Like yes. we did a lot. We did a really good it job. It looks like um, tufted grass and stuff. Yeah, it looks like moss, dude. Yeah, it, it looks, looks so pretty, good. It looks pretty good for an hour-ish been, of work. I've been tempted to move in myself if I were a leprechaun, for sure. <laughs> and I'd, be, I'd get stuck eating those little sweet little crusty marshmallows. and L- Lucky charms, yeah. It would work, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but uh, he's like, well, look at this. He After I built, because let me tell you something. He was scared of the heat, and he would touch it after it was... First of all, here's something that people who aren't crafty don't know. Glue guns are great because they are super-duper hot, they stick quickly, and then they dry so quickly, and they're not hot anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like, Alex would come in, like, 13 seconds later and be like, I want to touch it and see if it's hot. And they'd touch it and be like, I don't know why you're tripping. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like... That's the point. And the, and the other day, and I'm like, okay, cool, well, why don't I just put this directly on your hand? See what, what happens. But I ain't a psycho. <laughs> are you not Did well you give I, mean, that up? I, I i i thought I, I gave it up for the children uh i had that thought in my head and i was like calm down carolyn and then <laughs> but nature versus the nurture day, the other day we were outside and it was the end of my babysitting shift which someone needs to write a hallmark card that says i love your children so much but i hate babysitting please pay me more money I don't know. It's 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 a it's I don't Ooh. know how there's, Amanda, there's I know you're listening. You need to design that card. Well, and also I used to design cards too, but like I just don't even want to like I'm not even going to charge my brother in the summer because I'm going to be making a shit ton of money, but it's just like mm. I love my my niece and nephew. I hate babysitting. And how do you, I just don't know how to separate though. I haven't figured out and I'm trying to think about, I'm trying to think about it. I have mm-hmm. no idea how to separate the two without being hurtful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Get a job. <laughs> I have a job, <laughs> you know, no matter what I'm going to, I watched the kids even when I had a job, just to be clear. I've yes. been watching the kids for over a year. Yeah. But so, but also it's also like at this point in my life, I'm like, I feel like this is like, even when I had a job, it's just like this is time this is eight hours a day mm-hmm. and like i'm in this revolutionary stage of my life where it's like my time is valuable no matter yeah. what yes even if the fact that i'm just sitting here making sure your daughter's not choking that's valuable yes. because right now i would not be getting a rash on my eyes because I love Ace. I love Ace more than life itself. But he, I'm so definitely allergic to him. He licked the inside of my ear canal the other day. And I was pulling gobs of pus out of my ear for like three or four days. Because I'm allergic to him. And it's fine because I love him. He's my boy. But it's also like, if this was any other job, any other situation, any other, like, yeah, like you do things for your family. Yeah. And this is also going to be a huge point of this episode. You do things for your family. You put up with shit for your family. And to be clear, Jake does so many things for me. <laughs> and he does pay my rent. You know, and I told, I explained that to him too. Where I'm like, you know, there's going to be a time where this isn't even going to be a thing. Where you're not even going to pay me and stuff. I'm like, but right now I'm struggling. And so like, yeah, pay me, pay my rent. Like, it's not even a big deal. <laughs> and he was like, not, he's like, don't even worry about it. And, but like, I think once he thought, like, I think he was worried that I was going to go down maybe my motherly path where he was going to have to support me for the rest of my life because I watched his kids twice a week. You know what I mean? Mm. So I understand that fear from him, 
but I also wish he kind of understood that like <laughs> getting up at it's eight o'clock, easy. getting up at eight o'clock and watching your child, and like staying engaged and like not even. And I'm gonna say this just to be honest because I feel like that's what I want to be on this podcast is honest. Even sometimes not losing my cool. Because there's times where I'm just like, oh my fucking Christ. Yep. Oh my fucking Christ. Yep. Uh, because kids and I don't, I mean, I love, I, again, love these kids. Love all my nieces and nephews. I love them all. But I don't want to be responsible for children. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Happy to do, again, happy to watch the kids because they need it. And honestly, would rather have Sophie with me than at a daycare because she's safer with me. But my des- my deposition, what, what is it? Uh, disposition disposition as a person is not maternal I'm a wild child I'm like whatever and like I the last time I watched the kids I didn't drink until I went and got Alex but when I came when Alex came home I had a I had like a drink I had a couple drinks and then we went outside we (laughs) played basketball I sat on the ground with them. We did sidewalk chalk. Like my body is still aching from watching Sophie all day and having her have be like, lift me up, lift me up, lift me up, you know, and be Mount Bobby. And um, then like we had a great day. I'm not even complaining, but it's just like, this is not ever, 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 ever. Like I've made significant choices in my life to not have this be my life. And four hundred dollars a month to do this is just such a minuscule amount that when I get attitude from him, I kind of get annoyed. Like today, he goes, "Why haven't you made yourself a drink yet?" Because I made myself a drink after I picked up Alex on Tuesday. He could tell because he could see that his liquor supply was lower than when I left when he when we went to work. And I was like, "Because I'm making this leprechaun thing, bro. <laughs> like I'm in the middle of something." And then I made myself a drink and he's like, why are you drinking my Pendleton? And I'm like, cause you asked why I wasn't drinking. Like I just played dumb, mm-hmm. but it's like, honestly, don't ask me how I'm anting your children because they love me. They fucking love me. They're in good hands. Their mom's downstairs. Like everyone's good. And then you're going to be snarky at me. And then also make me feel like I'm not doing anything for you. I'm doing a huge thing for you. Like, it's just so interesting to me how in this culture, and I've been noticing it so much and so much and so much and so much more, especially in the past couple of weeks, women do not matter. And their mm. role as caretaker, et cetera, bookkeeper, whatever, as long as you're not lift so- lifting something up, as long as there's no brawn involved in whatever the fuck you're doing, you don't matter. Because when my brother gets home at the end of his day, I'm sitting on the couch on my phone because I just spent the whole goddamn day with your kid. I cleaned up shit. Like, listen, (laughs) and I love, I love the kids. I love these kids. I'm not talking shit on these kids. I love these kids with all my heart, but they both stepped in shit and I had to hose it off and I was getting the backsplash from the hose with the shit on my face I did net not sign up for this. I chose not to be a parent. And Jake, 
unfortunately doesn't see this. He just says, well, you're the aunt. Like, why aren't you just excited to be around the kids? You know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, <laughs> I am. But it's also like, it can be excited and also hard. And also, I need to be like, I need I need a little bit more recognition for what I'm doing here by giving your children care discussing things with your kids like hanging out with your kids like going over like I woke up today and I was like in a frantic thing because I was like shit I overslept because I worked all night and into the morning doing lifts and then I slept throughout the day and then I woke up and I was like shit I gotta make sure I make that leprechaun trap with Al and it's like like the aunt and babysitter lines are getting blurred obviously they always will (laughs) but it's just like frustrating as a single person who made the choices that she did that I am so grateful to be put in the position as someone who gets to take care of self every every week because this is a special time I'll, we'll never like you know but it's also like can we please recognize <laughs> that I'm doing you this big ass service please even if I drink a couple of your a couple shots of your vodka so, yes to everything you said. You're like absolutely valid. This is not your life and this is not your choice. So like this you are essentially playing the role of a mother while the parents oh, are away. So I, I just wanted to say I, yes. Hey, I was just, to just want to say wait, yes. Wait, 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 wait. <clears throat> to be clear, to okay. be clear. Hold on, sorry. Just to be clear cuz I want to I want to I'm not playing the role of mother. Lily's downstairs. When Sophie needs like a diaper or whatever, she'll come up and stuff. But I am definitely with the kids. I go pick up Al. Like the shit. Don't, I mean, you know, I'm I'm there. I'm there for them. You know what I mean? Like I would change Sophie's diaper. She's asked to be like, cause Sophie we're potty training Sophie, so I send her down to Lily. But like, so Lily works from home. But like, I do wake up. I'm there. I'm with. You know what I mean? And I'm also having like these insane allergic reactions. Like my skin is so bad right now because of Ace. And it's like whatever. But it's also like my skin has been such a staple in my life <laughs> too. And I just don't want you want to sound like such like a martyr, but it's just like I I am sacrificing too, like anyway, sorry, continue, sorry, continue saying what you're saying. But I just wanted to make it seem like I'm not mothering <clears throat> these kids. Lily's I know, definitely an amazing I know that mother. you don't want to say that their parents are not involved in their lives. Yeah. But not, everything that you described that. is playing the part of a mother. Because when you become a mother, so I just wanted to say, like, all of the moms listening definitely know what the fuck you're talking about. Because day in and day out, it's it's emotionally draining and you lose yourself. And I can see that you are upset because you're losing yourself, your the right to not have a infection in your ear, the right to have your skin look nice and the right to have your own time back. Like, I see you and like, I'm really sorry. And. I don't know. Like, maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, it's totally fine. I just wish that it just wasn't, like, a little bit of attitude behind it. Because I was like, you sure? Yeah. You have, why haven't you made yourself a drink yet? Yeah. And it's like, I don't come in. Well, those are all the dads that think stay-at-home momming is easy, right? Like, right. So many, it's like... so many women are dealing with this shit, too. And it's not like it's not like your brother's shitty. He's just, like, unaware that the things that you're doing for your kids are being 
his kids are being actively involved in their lives. And as such, that takes an emotional toll from someone who did not sign up to be a parent and from someone who was traumatized as a child and did not have a good role model as a parent. You're like, you are fighting yourself so hard in these things because you're not going to be the person that traumatizes those precious babies because you're better than that so you right. actively working on yourself is exhausting you actively fighting the uh compulsion to just fucking explode when it's the 16th time that they're watching this thing or doing this thing and you've told them not to like or like you're you're wanting them to be safe and so you actively grab his hand and watch further for traffic and like make sure that nothing's happening like all of that is fucking draining uh -huh. And you're doing and it then, because, and you're not even, you didn't even sign up for this and you're doing it. Well, and then like I, when I watch the kids, it's a wasted work day as far as Lyft's concerned because I have to go home, shower and take Benadryl or else my skin and my ears explode. Yeah. Like it's like four days of a disaster. Yeah. So, and it, that knocks me out. And I also wait to take my meds until after and I guess if I just sat Jake down and told him that, he would be like, okay. But I also think he would think that I was being like, hey, this is a huge burden on me. But it isn't. It's just like, hey, just so you know, <laughs> like, I love you. I love these kids. I'm not kind of, I'm not saying, I'm not being a dick. I'm just saying, like, I'm not just sitting here being an asshole when I'm like, okay, pay me yeah. 400 bucks a month for rent. Like, that's not even a lot of money. That's 100 bucks a week to watch yeah. a child. Yeah. Especially because this is something I hate to do. Like, I love walking in for two hours, making a leprechaun hut, having a couple of drinks, and being like, all right, guys, see you later. Yeah, that's the cool. anti thing. love it. Yep. That's, an that's anti-duties. That's not babysitter duties. But again, would much rather have Sophie with me that and Alex with me yeah, yeah. and have them at a baby like at a babysitter or a daycare that's yeah. totally fine yep. yep so it's just like I'm happy to sacrifice my skin my ears yeah sometimes my sanity but I just kind of wish that he could see yeah. me a little bit more you know and I, I feel see. like I feel like maybe that's just me empathizing with all mothers and um I think even probably his wife understands that too like she says she is always like thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you so yeah. much thank you so much. and i'm like you don't even need to say thank you like we're all in this together because that's how it really how i feel like it's yes. the village i'm part of this village um i love them all dearly um but like if you have money and i need money give me some <laughs> that's also yeah. what i'm saying like yeah. you know what i mean yeah. because i have time and you need my time so i'm giving it to you so you have money and I need it, so give it to me. <laughs> I guess it's kind of what I'm saying. Like, yeah, especially in don't the, make me struggle. the most recent topics that we've been discussing, it's like 100% I don't want my child to be in a daycare. And like mm -hmm. most people need daycares. Like this is a very big privilege that you are giving them. And also like it's a privilege for me to be able to stay home with my kid. Yep. Yeah, and absolutely. that my husband also works from home and parents mm -hmm. my kid. Like during the hardest years of her life, which is fucking toddlerhood into school. Well, well right. so and like, far. And like, <laughs> but well, like, and like and we're honestly like a year or two away from the fact they're not going to need, like she's going to be able to come home from school. Yes. Sit down there, be quiet. She's not going to need supervision. Yes. Like her, she's going to, her mom's working from home. She's going to be able to be able to come home. Like, do her homework, have a snack. Like it'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. Like she's not going to need all that supervision. Al will be older. Like, and it's just like, I'm ha like I'm always happy to pick them up. Like I'm happy yeah. to do every single thing that I do. But sometimes I just feel like it seems like 
why are you complaining? And I'm like, well, here's a couple reasons why. <laughs> like, every time I put eyeshadow on my eyes, I look like I'm 75 years old because I have this rash from Ace, who I absolutely love. He's yeah, my homie. You probably have, like, dermatitis or something on your eyes from licking and stuff. Well, and, like, when he licked the inside of my ear, I was just like, fuck. Like, I was just like, I knew, and it was, like, three hours till I was off, and I'm like, it's already going to be way too late. And, like, they don't have what I need at their house, which is fine, because I have very specific allergies that I've been dealing with my whole entire life. <laughs> and I have it all on my nightstand. And when I got home, I think I took my meds too quick, and then I, like, got sidetracked on rails. And I don't think I took care of it immediately, which was also my fault, but I was exhausted. Again, all moms and dads, even dads can attest to it. Like, I know the kids exhaust Jake, too. And, um, I just was like, and then I just been like pulling out this fucking pus. And I think Jake thinks I'm mad. Cause like I texted him, I was like, I pulled out, cause I wanted to gross him out as his sister. Mm -hmm. And I think he understands that I'm doing him a service. So he thinks that I'm mad at him and I'm not like, I'm just like, Hey man, this is what the funny shit that happened. And one day I texted him and I was like, Oh my God, the kids were so terrible today. And it's, he was like, welcome to my daily life. And I was like, yeah, well, whatever. It was fun. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's all whatever. I, yeah. It's over. And then he's like, well, let me. And then he just was like, well, let me pay you. And it's like, that's not even why I text you, bro. I, I like, I <laughs> was just saying like, wow. Yep, yes. I'm, empath I'm empathizing with yep. you as yep. someone who hangs out with these kids. They're, I they're hope, crazy. I hope every single parent out there who listened to Bobby's 20 minute rant about all of the shit she goes through feels validated and seen and not in competition with Bobby because she only does it part-time. Like, yeah, parenthood is fucking hard. Well, and, like, everything I've said is not me being like, oh, I'm doing so many Exactly. You're not, like I'm it's, so special for being so sore, so exhausted, or whatever. Like, that's... It's me being like, I totally get why parenthood's hard, and that's why I didn't choose it. Yes. And it's also like, and also this is why I'm exhausted a lot. <laughs> also, some a lot of people did not also choose parenthood. Like it kind of got thrust onto them, and like we're in that pu the purity culture that's anti-abortion. So like, this fucking sucks for a lot of people. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. And then they just they there's so many people that we know and love that are just trying to do better by their kids. Like just just in sometimes. I know, far too many categories but like hats off to parents right now because the fucking sucks and you're dealing with a lot of shit that's not even yours it's your like parents and parents and parents and parents but it's now stops with you so we see you you know i had a gen z ear in my car and hey girl you said you might look well you might be a they i don't know but i you look hey you they look hey, hey ladies they. <laughs> hey ladies uh <laughs> you know what i call everyone girl so hey girl uh <laughs> Um, we were talking about, uh, I was like, why is it just Gen Z and millennials who decided to repair generational trauma? Like, why is it that everyone was, well, and I think, I think, uh, Gen X too, but also, but like, it was like, well, I had a bad too. It's like, and, okay. Mm-hmm. Like. I remember one time I was uh, fighting on the front lawn with my neighbor and uh <laughs> <laughs> wait what what year was this I want to imagine what was going on was that like, year it was like 2018 
Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, I lived in a duplex. I'm sure I've told this story. Uh, mm-hmm. But this guy would scream at his wife. I lived on the top with my friend Chris. Uh, and she did not understand white trashness. Like she was from Cedar. She had a good life. Like her, you know, she had money. Mm-hmm. And this guy was like screaming about like pills and how he's going to kill her. And I was like, okay, well, I don't, first of all, I moved away from this and I don't want to pay money to hear this every day. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just like, nah. <laughs> and then also Chris would just brawl with him sometimes. And I was just like, bro. So I'd be at work all day. And then she'd be like, well, the neighbor wants to like slip my throat. And I was like, why? And she's like, I don't know. And I'd be like, why? And she's like, well, <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be like, okay, bro, meet me on the front lawn at 11. That's when I go home. So I remember uh, we were on the front lawn and his wife was filming us. And he had his daughter. It was like January. And he had his daughter. It was, maybe it was like maybe it was like November. Point is, it was either like the month before or after Christmas. Cold. It was cold as shit. Mm-hmm. But he had like his two-year-old daughter who heard him s- screaming at the top of his lungs at his wife literally all day long. Um, in his arm because he thought I was gonna like he was scared of me. Like you're really gonna use your child as a protection. Mm-hmm. Like okay, what? She only was wearing a t-shirt. It was freezing. <laughs> And I, he came out on the lawn. And he's like, what, what? And first of all, I had to like coerce him out. I'm like, dude, just come out and talk to me. Like, I ain't trying to brawl. Just come out and talk to me. Like, we need to, we need to settle this because I've had it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm exhausted. I'm a, I'm a professional. I work fucking 50 hours a week. Let's discuss. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm like, you ain't my first meth head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So he came out and uh, he's like, well, I can smell the weed you guys smoke and I can hear you like because uh, Chris had a boyfriend. She's like, I can hear you guys having fucking and stuff. And I'm like, OK. I'm like, we are two girls in our 20s. I'm like, we can. I'm like, we hear y'all fucking. And he goes, we haven't had sex for like six months. I'm like, OK, well, someone's fucking in your apartment. <laughs> So discuss that once we're done here. Um, I'm like, but the fact that you're holding your two-year-old in a t-shirt in this middle of freezing weather as protection against me. I'm like, I ain't trying to fucking fight you, bro. And I'm like, and the fact that you scream at your wife about how you're going to kill her over pills all day long. I'm like, do you think that's good? I'm like, do you think that's good for your daughter? He goes, well, I put my family, my parents did the same thing. And I'm like, and you think you're doing okay? And he's and he and he goes and I turned out okay. I'm like, did you? <sighs> I'm like, seriously? And I'm like, and and bitch, why are you recording? I'm like, we're gonna talk about your pill usage and how illegal it is for the next ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, y'all need to keep it down. I'm like, that's it. Just shut the fuck up. If you're gonna kill each other, do it quietly. I don't give a shit. And I'm like, and for the good of your daughter, shut the hell up. But for people to be like, my parents did it all the time and I turned out fine. It's like, did you though? Screaming at the top of your lungs at your age? I'm like, I'm like, how the fuck old are you? He's like, I'm 40. And I'm like, grow up. Grow up. Like you're screaming at the top of your lungs all day long. 
about pills in front of your two-year-old grow up and then you brought her up as a human shield against a female 10 years younger than you grow up <laughs> i'm so over i'm so it's just like just because you can make a kid should doesn't mean you should yeah Anyway, so this is a two-parter yes. episode. Let's discuss that. Sorry, I just got off this. I I just got in it like a I'm gonna I where is that guy so I can burn his house down moment. <laughs> you were getting pretty focused into there for sure. Because I was I'm so mad. I was like, does this guy really think he's okay? Like at least I have self awareness. Like, do people out there really think they're okay? Yes, they do. Yes, Jesus they do. Christ. Awesome prayer, Joel. Okay, so we cut off. Uh, we cut off the episode we made. Uh, about our friend who turned into a groomer. Um, because we recorded it like twelve hours after I learned. When did you, how, how? When did you learn? Like, how many days before me? Uh, probably like a week. Okay. I was sitting so on it was- for a little bit because I was just like, I was, you know, using my brain and figuring it out like i was just like what you're trying to what should i do with this information and like like because i i know that if i bring this up to you that we're going to put it on the podcast and i was like what are the implications of that and like how can we talk about it without like putting out allegations that we don't have any there's like no you know what i mean like no we don't have any physical proof of any of this and so i was like how serious are we going to talk about this and like Anyway, so I, I posed it to you after I thought, you know, I think we need to talk about this because it's enough of a serious topic. I guess. Um, so the reason why we cut off the last episode, it's a shorter episode, is because we went into Australians just or no. We actually have like lighthearted, fun episodes planned for every season, yes. but it never happens, believe it or not. <laughs> like they're like deep. Like they're like hard hitting episodes, but like fun, because <laughs> we're um, like this is too serious. Let's go lighthearted, and then we're like, well, and then more shit happens. Yeah, okay. So we just cut it off. I'm sure you can tell. So um, I found out about we recorded that episode about 12 hours after I found out. I was like, I'm not gonna tell anyone. That lasted for about 45 minutes. Um, <laughs> Same with my brother, who I was like, you know what? I just don't know what to do with this information. Like I'm starting to tell people. And he was like, immediate, I got you, sis. And like immediately told the entire town. And Spencer was like, that fool needs to watch his mouth because he does not have the lo- kind of lawyers. <laughs> that, I don't know. Like, I don't even know if I agree with that statement, though, because part of me. And this is where it started. And it ended with Bob Orton trucking, which we'll get all the way into. But I feel like there is some sort of fucked up need to protect yeah. unsatisfactory men in this culture. Okay, keep going. Um, this is what the system is all about. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, this, is, this is what the system, period, yes. Yes. has been about for, I don't know since we had systems in place, right? Uh, I, of course, do not want to slander someone. If someone's not a pedophile, I never want to call them a pedophile. No. Ever. 
And I told my siblings, like I said, I wasn't able to talk to Jake until like a week later. Um, so he brought up a really interesting, Jake is like actually such a weird, like perspective for me because he's been in the military for 20 years. He's, he's seen the world, but he's kind of sheltered if that makes sense because his military is very insightful. Yeah. Because the, he is so smart and he is so advanced and he has really cool ideas, but he's also been in a system, a very cult-like system as far as the, the military is very cult-like as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Um, because it has to be uh, all for one, one for all, uh, where they don't put up with certain things. Don't ask, don't tell. They're you know, whatever trans people aren't allowed, et cetera, et cetera. Like how I had to explain to him what grooming was. And it's interesting that he doesn't know what that is because he has two children. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's very just parental information you should know about. Um, But I just feel like that's not things that are on his radar because he's in this weird little military bubble, which is fine. Totally fine. Um, I obviously am in a different bubble where I just watch like true crime all day <laughs> and yeah. listen to it and stuff like that. But, um, he said, because we grew up with this guy that wouldn't it be interesting if these super Mormons used your ex Mormon podcast to say that someone who just came out was a pedophile just because they hated gay people. He's like, wouldn't it be interesting if they used you as pawns? And I think that's a way interesting perspective. I don't believe that's what's happening. But again, and you again, you've mentioned it. How vicious was your group in high school, mm-hmm. dude? <laughs> like how fucking vicious were they? And the other fact that some people literally don't grow up. Like people just stay stuck. So people who stay with a system like the church can well, I feel like you, I feel kind like of you can't, you can't grow, right? Yes. So like you could be stuck in that like clicky mentality for a long, long time. I just feel like if you choose to grow in any way, then you run the risk of the house of cards falling down. Hmm. And I really think that's why we have so many immature fucking idiots running this state, run like our, being like I mean being our friends, and again said with peace and love, y'all. But immature, like seriously, like sh- are you serious? Like sometimes I have conversations with people, and I'm just like, how do you believe? How do you believe? I just like Not- blink at them and be like, what the fuck did I just hear? Because unfortunately. <laughs> Like you said, I've created my own little bubble where everybody uh-huh. is just like knows all the information I have, and like well, I we mean, talk about things, and then like somebody sneaks in, and they're like, "I wish the lake would dry up so that we could buy land on it and kind of expand out there." And I'm like, "What the fuck are you saying, Miss Arsenic Lungs? Like, did you not know this?" And she's like, "I just don't think that's that big of a deal." Yeah, like, and that's why, again, this is why being in an echo chamber of any sort is not okay even if it's an echo chamber of wokeness because you need to understand what's going on around you Mm -hmm. because like like you got to know that there are your neighbor thinks that arsenic's cool like 
it's cool. I want I want property on there, you know. <laughs> because like these are your neighbors. These are people who vote. Their vote matters just as much as you. Like but I also thought it was very 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 interesting that someone who gave no shits in high school had that perspective where he hmm. was like what what if wouldn't it be interesting cuz I think even though he never listens to this podcast he doesn't give a shit about what I do uh <laughs> he can understand that this it has a possibility to go somewhere and he'd be like wouldn't it be funny if they took you down this way by totally saying and I also loved that he was like gay people aren't perverts Bobby he's like they just aren't and he's like so saying that because he's gay he's a pedophile that's very damaging too and I'm like that's not what I'm saying (laughs) I'm saying that if you push something down long enough eventually it's going to pop up in a weird way Um, because I don't think gay people are perverts but I love that he had the gay community's back so good on you um but i just thought that was a very interesting perspective especially because you lisa and jake have all mentioned how brutal your friend group was yeah but that was also 20 almost 20 years ago i know god damn right like we gotta grow up like get over it you know get over it and start living your life (laughs) oh um i haven't been thinking a lot about that i i think i processed it pretty quickly just like wow it sucks when i it sucks when it's in a least expected place or like at least somebody that you love like yeah so i'm 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 processing far too many other things for me to like really dwell on that a lot but i mean i i feel like i dwelled on it for like five solid days and then i was sure. like okay it's over and then like and then, yeah like, we got the all new, our thoughts out and then it was just like what else is next <laughs> well but then but then like i mean there was a few days after we talked where i talked to like the gays the actual brave enough gays who came out where i was like hey did you hear about this and they were like oh well he was hooking up with so-and-so in high school he didn't hook up with any any girls in high school but he was hooking up with boys hmm. so this is the question honestly that i want to bring up why 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 is it okay why would you do this to your kid why would you do this in a society why would you do this to a member of your society to be like oh you're gay well we would rather you married a woman we'd rather you had several children and then we'd rather you cheat on her with a couple dudes and then uh videotape uh a small child using the bathroom and then groom him that's cooler than being gay. Like, this is why I'm so frustrated because it's like yeah. being gay ain't that bad. No. <laughs> like a lot of, there's a lot of good gays. They've done a lot of good things for me. They've done a lot of good things for our communities. And constantly like, okay, we'd rather have a, we'd rather have a Mormon pervert. Like I just can't wrap my mind around it. I can't wrap my mind around how we protect men, mm-hmm. white white uh, white men of a certain standard or whatever. We don't want to ruin his life. Yep. Promising young man. Um by the way, I did watch Promising Young Woman with another friend recently and uh-huh. she was like, "Damn." And I was like, "Every every 
every person should watch that movie, first of all. But did you see after we recorded that episode, it just keeps popping up more and more that like, especially with the trans bans happening, that like trans people and drag queens and they're not your enemy. It's your youth pastors, your Mm -hmm. um, clergy uh, Mm -hmm. and associates. So your police officers. Last night, I watched a two and a half hour uh, police interrogation of a guy who used to threaten black. He's he's very attractive. Okay, because it doesn't matter. Okay, very attractive, uh, twenty something year old buff guy, cop who would on his way home after work would turn off all the shit and then pull over known prost- known like middle-aged black crackhead prostitutes and make them do sex acts on him because he thought he could- there was like 36 instances wow because he knew these people were he was going to get away with it Mm-hmm. I mean, eventually he didn't because he messed up because he didn't give this person, like, a ticket or anything. He just let her on her way. Mm-hmm. And so there was no reason for her to retaliate, but she had his DNA in her mouth and on, like, her body. And she, his DNA, her DNA was on his pants. Hmm. But, like, it's just, like, but his career. Hmm. He could have he been a football player, though. You know, I mean, it happens. That's why I was like, maybe, and I hate, I, this is not an, uh, an allegation, but maybe people who find Salt Lake City boring are just upset that like, they can't make as many secretive moves around the city or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Are you talking about Shaq? Are you still I'm upset not... about Shaq? No, I'm just saying like, <laughs> I'm saying maybe, maybe the kids are getting more boring because they know about consent and they know about xyz is what I'm, that's what i'm saying is like there's not there's nothing wrong there's nothing boring about consent you can do a lot of wild things with consent a lot of wild things um, and you know what's funny is last night when i was driving uh lived at four o'clock in the morning this super nice guy who couldn't take no for an answer and kept touching me over a 20 minute drive I knew he was harmless, but it's just like, can you not? I'm trying to fucking work. I'm just trying to work. Can you just please stop? And I was telling my brother about it today, and he's like, so what if, was he hot? And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't even, I didn't even look at him because I was driving, like I was working. And he's like, well, if he would have been hot. And I'm like, no, that's mm. actually not the point at all. It's and such goes, a red flag. Lily goes, how would you feel if that happened to Sophie? Yep. And he goes, I wouldn't like it. And she's like, okay. Cool. Same same scenario. Mm-hmm. Like, this happens to women all the time. And Jake's like, I honestly have no idea what it feels like. And I'm like, cool. You're right. You have no idea. Thank you for acknowledging that Thank you don't. You. Yeah. Because <laughs> <clears throat> it takes a man to validate our experience, but thank you. <laughs> I'm, just that, te- I mean, I'm just teasing. I'm just being an ass. I'm just being no, an but ass. Like, honestly, it does. And I'm glad that he was able to, like... Like it's like he was teasing me because that's the sibling ritual is to tease. Yes. And then he pulled back and was like, "Okay, I have no idea what it's like." And I was like, "Okay, cool." And like honestly, I'm a big old heifer. I have no idea what it's like for young, like little girls, you know, who can just get picked up and thrown around. 
I hope that none of them do lift. But I also tell you, when I pick up girls constantly at lift, even during the middle of the day, they're like, it's so nice to be picked up by a woman. I've had mm. so many weird experiences with men. They just don't understand. <sighs> so, should we get to what all Penguin has been waiting for? <laughs> Can I do We're talking about, um, I yeah, yes. We're talking about well, insane family dynamics, st- right? Yeah, if you have a story, tell me, because i got to pee, but also it's talk, and I'm going to go pee, and we'll see what happens. Wait, are you going to just not be here? Well, I'm going to have my Bluetooth on, so we can pause if you want, but if you want to start talking, I'm going to pee real quick. And you can hear me? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. I did not know that we had this kind of technology. Okay. So. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about fucked up family dynamics, and I actually had a couple of write-ins, so I wanted to keep you guys engaged here. Um, the first write-in is... <laughs> most people were like, do you have 10 years question mark when talking about fucked up family <laughs> episodes? Uh, oh man, it would take too long. I need to tune into this episode. Uh, Geneva says I'm insulted. I wasn't invited back for this one. <laughs> um, everybody is just like, how much time do you have? One girl said treating children who do not believe in the same religious notions as if they've died. Or take forever and a half to accept it, even though the individuals who are different are safe, happy, productive humans. Um, just as a response to this one, I felt this myself. Um, I felt like I was the only kind, like stable grandkid, and I still felt very disowned when I came out as non-Mormon to my family. I'm back, but I don't think you can hear me just cackling in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I could not. <laughs> you have 10 years made me LOL. It made me my pee stop because I was laughing so hard. I have asked that person to be on the podcast. I've actually asked most of the people who responded to be on the podcast. but Well, where you been at, bitches? Well, scheduling. I don't know. We don't, we're scheduling. I'm yeah. not in a place where I can interview people, I don't think. I think That's it's fair. not happening That's fair. for a reason. So That's fair. That's fair. Um, and then people responded anonymously by the way guys thanks for all of the messages so one person said yeah seriously emotional immaturity two sheltered kids mormon kids oh sorry emotional immaturity two sheltered mormon kids with a shit ton of generational trauma got married and had kids zero out of ten recommend so i thought did all of my friends just gather around and send one message to me? Cause that sounded like every single one of my friends. Um, We're all living the same hell. We're just not talking about it as true. per usual. You it's all true. as per usual. <laughs> this one says my sister is in a polygamist relationship. She not is. like, not like the FLDS, but just multiple women married to one man. I'm not going to lie. I did consider this I have considered this sporadically throughout the years. Like, what if, like, I just got a visit from a man that I had a bunch of sister wives and, like, that whole commune type shit comes up and I'm like, we could just have a garden and like see each other's kids. Like, if, when you get horny, dick is available. Yes. I like the idea of when I'm horny, dick is available. Because I'm not horny right now and the married man just messaged me and I was like, well, I'll be ignoring this for a few days. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> another episode another episode <laughs> uh, this last one just came in actually and it's more serious so 
Okay. Says, not sure if it fits, but I was sexually abused by a sibling as a child, and my parents basically brushed it off. It has stopped, but they acted like it didn't happen later. Then made me seem like the whiny victim when I brought it up. Now we're all just living life acting like that didn't happen. Love it. I actually have a uh my f- uh my cousin's family have a similar situation and it's interesting because the molester got all the accolades in the family and the molested is the outcast hmm. because hmm. rightly so she went off the deep end a little bit uh and everyone was just like oh she's just a lost soul you know hmm. Hmm. awful um I do think about that a lot because like abused children abuse other kids and like, yeah, yeah. I recognize that that's like super heavy. Like, so Mm -hmm. simultaneously you have two children who are being abused one by somebody that's not their sibling and one by somebody who is. And so I would be like super concerned right at the start of that. Like, but that shit's happening all the time. Right. Nobody's saying anything. And like, I was watching um, the Mendez Brothers things today. I actually fell asleep to it. I can't watch any of that shit. So give me the synopsis. uh, They killed their parents when they were like 19 and 21. Hmm. And they said it was because they're getting sexually abused. And the more I listen to it, the more it's like, yeah, if this kid was getting sexually abused from the time he was 13 and he said, okay, enough's enough and I'm going to tell. Mm-hmm. And the dad was this big time Hollywood producer. And he was like, cause there was this guy who was like, yeah, I took him out on the boat and they wanted to go fishing. None of them fished. They were pissed that I was the only, there that I wasn't the only crew member there. Like, it sounds like the parents were trying to kill these boys and these boys were going to protect themselves. And then they ended up like, like the brother told the other brother that he was getting abused. And he was like, it's never going to happen again. And this sounds like a very normal reaction for a 21-year-old to be like, mm-hmm. oh, dad's been abusing you for the past seven years? I'm going to kill him. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I still get that way. And I'm 30. I'm about to be 35, you know? <laughs> or it's just like, all right, let's fuck shit up. You know, whose car are we taking? And I, will, <laughs> I support women's rights. And also, I <laughs> support wrong. women's wrongs. <laughs> <laughs> so... I did not ache your house, but I did drive but her I there. Did there. <laughs> that was the best the Chipotle, fucking the real ch- I've ever seen. <laughs> I just went off the rails, and I was oh. like, well, but it was also like sisters, sisterhood. It was all sisterhood. Yes, yes. <laughs> Even the Chipotle burrito coupons was sisterhood. Yes, it was. <laughs> And we decided that we weren't going to cheat because it would only ruin the women's lives, not the husband's life. <laughs> Um, okay, so in the spirit of that, let me tell you the saga of the Orton clan. You ready? Because I thought I was over it, and I just barely, barely got out of the manic episode today. Or day before, yesterday. Well, I I slept a shit ton yesterday, so I, yeah. So, have I talked about my assault on this podcast at all? I'm I'm telling everybody to start at season four, and so many listeners have said this is your best season. So say it again, even if you have talked about it. 
I come from a very strange family. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm named after my grandpa, Bob. He, uh, his parents died when he was very young. He had to drop out of school because this was a time when only men could like have bank accounts and shit. So he had to take care of his family. He's one of the younger ones in his family. He works. He grew up in a time where it was horse and carriages. Okay. And he owns diesels. So he went from like, he's an astronaut. Okay. Like grandpa <laughs> succeeded in ways like he definitely dropped out of school. He didn't graduate high school, but he has succeeded in these amazing ways, okay? Okay. But all of us have known our whole entire lives that nothing is more important than the business. We've known that since the get-go. I've been told since I was a kid that my Uncle Mark gave up going to Disneyland when he was eight to stay and work in the shop with my grandpa. And that made him the golden child in some way because he chose the business over fun when he was eight years old. Hmm. Certain things like that. We were also ad- heavily involved in sexism. I've talked about my grandpa before. He's very a 60s, like 60s man. My grandparents hooked up before they got married. They got pregnant with my mom. Like there's a lot of shit there. A lot of shame, whatever. But as the years have gone by, a lot of shit's gone down. And we've just shoved it under the rug because of the business. When my sister was like 16, she, and I'm saying allegedly because no charges were pressed, was attacked by my uncle Mark, who's six foot five and fluctuates between like 300 to 500 pounds. He's a big guy. (laughs) Um, And she had to go to work directly after. And when she came home, she tried to call my mom. And my grandpa took the phone out of her hand and said, this is my phone. You will not be telling anyone about this or I will kick you out. When I was 16, uh, one of my cousins, who I'm not going to name, I knew that she had attempted suicide the year before. She was losing her hair. And I knew about this. Her parents were going through a divorce. Um, and her dad lived with me, her uncle, uh, who was my Uncle Dell. And he was ragging on her and ragging on her. And I know I can say <laughs> that I'm gonna re- she's going to remain nameless because he has six children. <laughs> so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> but I stuck up for her in a 16-year-old way. Okay. And he ran full-fledged across the, 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 the room and pushed me. And I went flying into, like, some hard-ass 70s furniture. And I, mind you, lived in that house because I escaped his sister, who was mm-hmm. choking me out every night. We're mm-hmm. talking violence, okay? Mm-hmm. I called my dad because uh, my grandparents had gone on their Sunday drive that night, that day. I called my dad, and I was like, Dell just did this, again, allegedly, because no, no charges were pressed. It's like, Del just fucking pushed me across the fucking room because I was sticking up for my cousin and he's like, put him on the phone. (laughs) And he was like, I don't think you remember, but we're from the same county. I've got just as big as last name as you do. And my brother-in-law is second command in the sheriff's department. Leave my daughter alone. Flee. Like, and 
Del fled because they always do. Okay. <laughs> and then when I was about 20, I lived with my grandparents again after culinary school. Um, I was helping them with stuff. Like I was working, like, um, it was winter time and I was looking for a different job, but my grandma was like, just please work for us. Like we need help in the office. You know, we can, you can do the Chevron and this, and this and that. She made sure I only made like as little money as possible. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was barely making it, which was whatever. It's just part of the fucking routine of our family. Money is very caught up in their sickness. Um, and so, like, a few, okay, so, like, a week before Camry, so I was, like, 19, Camry was, like, 14, she called me, and she said, hey, do you want to go sledding, and I said, ah, oh, I would love to, but, and Cam and I were hanging out all the time, I was hanging out with Camry and her mom, and, like, I would go to, I would hang out with them, I, like, I was, like, seriously at their house all the time, mm -hmm. like, all the time, between, like, Sheila and Camry, we were like, I was like their the middle and like we get like, there was like, there was, and like between Ob, there was like one of every age and we would just hung out and bullshit and like cruise around. I went to the NFR with them. Like we would go get drink. Like we, it, it was, just, we were just like doing small town bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd come over and clean her stove when I was mad at a boy. You know what I mean? Like that sort of thing. So, <laughs> um, and Camry's an only child. So, uh, we always stood up like it, we all, we always stood in for her siblings. Like that was always our job as mm -hmm. her cousins, which mm -hmm. was fine. We were mm -hmm. happy to do it. Um, so <laughs> she called me one day. It was like a December or something like that. She's like, Hey, come sledding. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to go see my mom. And she was bummed. And again, only child. So she's 14, maybe a little spoiled. I don't know. But her dad's the bigger issue. He called me over 60 times that day. To tell me what a little bitch I was, hmm. that he was enough family. Why was I? Why am I going to Richfield to see my mom? She's a monster. Again, he called me a bitch so many times, but I just thought it was funny because this is how my family works. Okay, like my grandpa yells at my grandma all day long. My grandpa yells at everyone. Like everyone knows my grandpa's a yeller. Like the gas station across the street, my sister used to work there and they used to just prop the door open. Like the old people would just prop the door open just to hear everyone screaming at each other in the shop. Embarrassing. Okay. Hmm. But totally common. Everyone knew, you know what I mean? <laughs> everyone <laughs> knew that my family was crazy. So the next day, just like in passing, I went, um, to my grandma. Cause I lived with my grandma. I think it was just like eating breakfast or something. I think she made me French toast cause it was Sunday. Um, and I was just like, oh my God, Mark was on one yesterday. <laughs> he called me like 60 times. And by the end of the night, by the way, just to mention, I was calling him back and just putting metal music. I was just putting my phone against the speaker and blasting metal music. Okay. Hmm. So like we were like playing a game by the end of it. But by the time I was calling him back, he definitely called me over 45 times, which is psycho. Okay. This is mm -hmm. a 50-year-old man. This is like a 45-year-old mm -hmm. man at this point, okay? I'm 19. Like, I'm acting like an ass, whatever. Um, So he got so mad. He was so mad at me for telling my grandma that he did that. Because he's like, you little bitch, you told on me. Like, I can't believe you. So his whole family was not allowed to talk to me. His mm. wife, his daughter, mm. him. Mm. They stopped talking to me. And I was just like, okay. So a couple weeks later, um, it was Sunday dinner. 
Um, he came in. I, I lived at this house, okay? He came in, screamed at my grandma the whole entire time she made Sunday dinner. When my grandpa walked in, he didn't scream at all. And then when my grandpa walked out, he started screaming again, which you know that shit don't sit right with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he started screaming about what a low-life piece of shit my, grand- my parents were. Like, he was trying everything to get at me. He was trying to pick at me. He was trying to pick mm-hmm. at me. And I, I was, like, showering. I was getting ready for the day and stuff. But he screamed so loud. that, And they live in a modular home. I could hear every word he was saying. And after, like, 45 minutes to an hour, he said something about my dad. He's like, and if I ever see that Kim fucking Alvy again, I'm going to kick his ass. And I walked out and I said, no, you won't because you're a chicken shit pussy. And he charged through my gran- grandma's office and the living, the dining room and attacked me. He threw me down on the ground. And I got right back up because I was like, fuck all this. <laughs> he threw me down again, got right back up, threw me down again. Got right back up. This time when he threw me, I grabbed him. And he came a little bit down with me. Got right back up. Threw me down again. He tried to grab this big old oak chair. Throw it at me. My grandma stood in front of it. And in my head, I'm thinking, this is a weak man. Because he's attacking a 19-year-old woman. I can feel his weakness as I'm pulling him down. I can see uh, em- uh, envelope opener in my peripheral I can kill him right now I remember these thoughts but I'm like but I'm not it's my uncle you know what I mean <laughs> and I remember being like grandma watch this motherfucker because I've been to many a dinner at his house and all he does is talk about what he's gonna do once y'all die with this goddamn business that y'all worked so hard for and he spit in my face and my grandma said, I'm going over to the shop to get Bob. And Mark turned on his hill and ran out the front door because he's a pussy. And I went to my room and I just started to fucking sob. I didn't even wipe off his spit. I don't know why. I just started, I just started sobbing. And I just sat there on the edge of my bed crying. And I heard my grandpa walk in. And I was like, okay, he's going to come comfort me because this is my comfort zone. This is my safe space. And he walked in my room and he said, you say one goddamn word and I'm throwing all your shit in the mud. And I just said, okay. And he slammed my door and walked out. And I just started sobbing again. (laughs) And then my grandma walked in and she goes, well, Bobby, you know how Mark's like, and you shouldn't have got him riled up. And she walked out. And uh, I was just like, it was Super Bowl Sunday, which, again, I don't know if you guys knew, but several years later, I tried to kill myself on Super Bowl Sunday. I don't know if those two are related. Uh, <laughs> but I just sat there, waited for the spit to dry, and put my hair in a ponytail, put my shoes on, I went to my sister's house and it was against every fiber of my being not to scream out loud to anyone who could hear, Hey, this big old motherfucker just put his fucking hands on me. It was against every fiber of my being not to go directly to his house with a baseball bat and break his fucking knees. You know what I mean? 
But my grandpa walked in and said, you say a goddamn word and your shit's going in the mud. You're out of this family. You're out of this house. And I was just like, okay. So I went to my sister's house and we were hanging out. I don't even know. She was like making like a, a dessert or something. She's a really good baker. And I just was sitting at her table and she's like, what's going on with you? And I'm like, nothing. And, uh, she kept asking me and asking me, and I'm like, seriously, nothing. I'm good. Just chilling, you know? And she finally went to her husband, Garrett, and taken Bobby for a ride. This was like two hours later. And she gets like a block or two away from her house. She said, you tell me what the fuck's going on with you right now. And I just started crying and I told her everything. And she turned the car right around and we went back to the house. She told Garrett and Garrett works for the, he work. he's a, he's a deputy. So we called the sheriff and they sent down one of their deputies. His name's Eric Houston. And I'm going to put him on blast because he sat there, heard my story, and asked me several times if I was sure I wanted to press charges and file a report. And then he went down to Mark's house. And my grandma was right there with Mark to tell Eric that I attacked Mark and pulled his hair even though Mark doesn't have any hair. That I don't live at my grandma's house. Well, because, okay, okay, also, uh, my sister said, we're filing a report, and then you're going to go pack your room up, and you're going to come live with me. She was amazing. She did everything right. So I went, I filed the report, and then I went back to my grandparents' house, and I started to pack up my shit, and my grandpa walked in with, of course, a wad of cash to tell me he was sorry. And... (laughs) I was packing and he goes, what are you doing? And I'm like, I already filed a police report. And he just shook his head and walked out. And, um, they turned off my phone the next day. Um, they canceled my insurance on my car. Um, and my grandma lied for my uncle Mark and said that I pulled his hair, even though I didn't have any, um, that I didn't live at their house, even though I've been living there for over six months. Um, I got a disorderly conduct ticket. Eric bragged, Eric Houston Burlater bragged that uh, he was going to tase Mark at his own home because he got so out of control, but chose not to. Uh, Mark, I don't even think he got a ticket that day. Maybe he got a disorderly conduct ticket that day too, but pretty much nothing happened. Um, I had to see a judge but again, this is a small town. The judge, uh, his son was one of my really good friends, and I kind of told him the situation. I got off pretty easy. I got a plea in obeyance. I had to pay a small fine. Uh, but a few years later, oh, and my whole family, my whole family just kind of disowned me, which mm-hmm. was fine. I mean, with friends like these, you know. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So uh, a few years later, and I honestly only thought it was like eight months later, but Aubrey had to correct my timeline because I think I kind of went into a weird haze. Sure, because because you, you were yeah, assaulted, you were assaulted. Fuck. And your support system failed you and betrayed you and tried to pay you off and showed you how important they were. You were to them and who was. I mean, you were abused. You were attacked. So you, I don't. I'm not surprised that you lost time. Well, and the fact that my grandpa walked in and said, you say a word and your shit's going into the mud. Mm -hmm. Like, he should have walked in and been like, are you okay? 
I've been like, all right, I'm sorry I marked that to you, but he does have a hazmat license. He is keeping this business alive. Like, how can we? You're making ex- you are making so many excuses for abusers. No, I know, but I'm saying I'm saying like, and it would have been better, yes, if that. Yeah, it would have been happened. better. If, it would have better if he would have been like, how can we make this better? You know, I would have been like, okay, well, let's get him into anger management at least, for God's sake. You know what I mean? But my again, my grandma went over, and I'm pretty sure ex- explicitly lied to my grandpa. Yes. I don't even, but yes. I don't even know. I don't even yes. know because I don't trust any of these motherfuckers. No, and I wouldn't. <sighs> like, what was the point? So, uh, a, a two or three years later, maybe even like a year and a half later, my cousin Nicole, who I call Troy, which at the time I was doing the Chevron for them, and the Chevron is an XL sheet which is their only, like, big... Because they do everything... My grandma does everything old school. Like, if they do everything old school, they're old school. So they have to do the Chevron by Excel. So they need someone who's, you know, at least Gen X to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the grandkids... None of the grandsons... First of all, at, right at the beginning, none of the girls were allowed to work in the shop. We all went to the office, except for Camry, because she's an only child. She said no. But she's also... The younger than the rest of us so she had more of an opportunity but um we go and help i've been working in that office since i was fucking 11 years old 11 or 12 we're working like you know I'm, i've been doing shit for the company since i was a kid you know out of boredom out of love out of need necessity out of whatever so i was doing the chevron and this happened with mark so obviously I'm out of the picture and then they talk Nicole into coming to do it. And so she does, which is whatever, <laughs> you know, like at the time, I don't know how I felt at the time. I don't even know how I feel about it now. I just think like it's a culture thing. It's a family thing. It's a thing. Like I think we should have been a united front right at that moment. But we weren't. <laughs> um, but she was pregnant. And when she was eight months pregnant, Mark came in and attacked her. Luckily, she called her husband and he recorded the whole, like he pushed a hit record. Mm-hmm. Uh, he like threw her around, eight months pregnant, threw her around. My grandma lied again he didn't get arrested again but luckily i started that paper trail Mm okay uh the day before his court he came to my work and asked to get sat in my section with his daughter camry and her new husband kyler and um goes did i really ruin your life when i did that to you and i said first of all mark you do not have that kind of power over my life but you, what you did was wrong, and you deserve what you get. So mm-hmm. have a good day. At, have a good day at court tomorrow. What can I get for you? You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I served him, and he didn't tip me. Of course he did. And didn't. he tried to get me in trouble for not giving him the locals discount, even though I did. Um, but he was trying to get me in there to be a character witness, and I'm like, and then they think they think I care about money so like I don't care. This is why I don't care about money. Because they care about money so much. Like, you're going to come get sad in my section on a busy night and then not tip me because I didn't tell you what you want to hear. Cool. Bye, loser. Mm-hmm. You know? 
anyway, <laughs> so it's been, uh, Mark ended up having to spend two nights in jail and go to anger management. From what I've heard, anger management has really helped. Okay. Mm-hmm. Happy to hear it because I think they should all go to it. Um, I think it should be every parent's goal. If your kids have these issues to make them better, make them well, be like, yes. what can we do? You know what I mean? Especially if they have hazmat license, especially <laughs> if they're assaulting your granddaughters, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. These sorts of things. Um, so like, I feel like like 10 or so years went by and I feel, I feel like my cars have also been this weird silent payment of, mm-hmm. okay, we fucked up. We fucked mm-hmm. up. We're going to help you get these cars. You know, I've mostly paid for them, but like my focus, I couldn't, I just stopped paying like for like a year. I didn't pay it for it and they paid for it. Like, I just feel like there's certain times where I just feel like I've been getting paid off for this. And then fucking last week happened and no lessons have been learned. So here's what happened. So this is, <laughs> so this is finally what happened this week. Okay. Yeah, so that, that, that was the backstory, okay? So, like, I've been... I, like, left. I, like, left uh, the Orton scene. I was just like, I'm out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they 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 end up pissing off the granddaughters. And so, like, everyone comes through and does the Chevron. Every once in a while, someone will come through and do the Chevron. You know what I mean? Like, they are always switching up the granddaughters through the Chevron. Mm-hmm. Um, which is family, I guess. Family business. <laughs> um... They fired Mark last year. Why? I don't know. I don't give a shit. Uh, (laughs) I feel like the boys should have branched out on their own 20 years ago. You know, they have the skills. They were, you know, Mark missed Disneyland at eight to learn trucking. So (laughs) poor Mark. Uh, So Dell, I guess, is the big dick. And this is the little brother of Bob Orton trucking right now. I guess he's owed a lot of money. But again, he stole... Okay. This is how stupid my family is. Um, years ago, Mark felt he was either entitled to a truck or someone felt Mark was entitled to a, a truck. And these trucks are worth half a million dollars easy. Hmm. Okay? Uh, so he got one, and it that pissed Dell off, so he stole one. And no one, <laughs> no one called the cops. So, as far as I'm concerned, he got $500,000, correct? Sure. That's right? He put in his name? <laughs> well, I mean, whether it gets put in your name, I don't I don't remember exactly how it shook out, but like he has the truck he has right now originally was in my grandpa's name, it's in his name now. He is its own truck owner and I remember him stealing a truck. So I like, I don't know. And if he got the, I feel like he stole a different truck. And if he got the truck that he stole, if he got, if he like switched out for the truck that he has now, the truck that he has now was this new edition Peterbilt. When it came out, it's a way more expensive than the one he stole. <laughs> so, he's like, I did this wrong. I understand that he's put 2 million miles on it, but he has put 2 million miles on it. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's, just, it's not like it's like a used vehicle. It's like, it's his vehicle. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> God, this fucking drama. It's so stupid. So anyways, Mark has always, or Dell's always kind of been a shifty shit. Like he's done things to his uh, girls that I've 
always wanted to punch him out for. Um, and whatever he's, but he's the most mellow. Like he's the least violent. One time he took down Mark, uh, in the shop and like dented the, one of the shop doors, but we were all like, yeah, well, Mark's a baby back bitch. So he deserved it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so like, usually we're like, all right, like Dell's a snarky motherfucker and he's a little baby, but like he, at least he doesn't like take it too far. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, my grandparents are in their eighties and they need perhaps hospice perhaps more my grandpa definitely is has like dementia. you mean like nursing care like 24 7 type of not yeah things. not hospice they need yeah. like yeah like like uh someone to come in yeah. but they refuse my grandpa's too prideful wonder where mm-hmm. i get it um this feels and... very familiar yes <laughs> so like the house is falling into disrepair like my grandma just got her hip replaced she can't bend over and like mm-hmm. deep clean the toilet so cam has a full-time job and um a husband and her house and she's also an l technician and you know a life <laughs> so she wa- she also gets like my grandparents like mills on wheels which there's wills on those mills like she doesn't actually go get it but my grandpa is, is again weird so we always have to do like special things for my grandpa because he's weird about things he has mm-hmm. ocd for sure mm-hmm. again wonder where i get it mm-hmm. um but she does a lot of things for them. Okay. And she walked in the other day at night and, um, my uncle Dell was there and I guess he just got done cleaning the bathroom because it was disgusting. And he called her a lazy little bitch. Again, this is not his daughter. This is his niece. Again, it wouldn't be okay if it was his daughter, but this is his niece who's 30. Okay. Mm-hmm. And let me describe her stature. She's like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, so she's taller than me. But she weighs like 120. She's a beanpole. Whoa. Um, and like she's strong and stuff. Like don't get me wrong. Cam's a strong girl. But like she's not big she, like Well, she's me. active. Yeah. Like she's like she's a, she's a rodeo girl. And she does like the trucks and stuff. And you know. But and she's, also you have different genetics. So... Well, I, mean, I don't even I don't even care. Like I'm not I'm not saying like whatever. I'm not saying one sure. or the other. I'm just saying like as far as like picking someone up and throwing different I know we're cousins. Yeah. Different yeah. different Paul. Like I know she's a little yes. bit taller than me. Different Paul ballpark, okay? And she pretty much just told Dell like get bent. She does like it's just like okay, so you decide to walk in and she he's like I'm paying for everyone around here. Like you need to get in here and clean this shit, you lazy little bitch. And she was just like, fuck off, you know? Yeah. From allegedly, he threw her against the wall. He threw her against the door frame. And then he picked her up and threw her against the deep freeze. And we're talking a tall, skinny, bony skeleton girl. And then he ran out of the house because he's a little bitch. And the first thing my grandma said was, oh, please don't call the cops. Oh, my God. And, uh, again, I can't tell you how jarring it is for the first thing. Okay, uh, first of all, to be attacked like that. Mm -hmm. And then for the first thing to be said is, oh, my God, are you you okay? What the fuck? Is, oh, please don't call the cops. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so weird. Mm -hmm. 
And then she's like, so she just booked it on out of there. And she, thank God, thank God everyone in this family is married and to marry nor married to normal fucking people because he's like i'll meet you at the cops she called her husband he's like okay see you at the police station okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um she had marks on her and stuff duh <laughs> like she had like bruises and stuff and i guess you know it's a small town they heard she was down at the cop station so my grandma and Dell hurried and got in the car together, went down to press charges against Camry, and they locked him up. And, like, take your lickings, you little fucking bitch. And grandma, yeah. how dare you? Yeah. How dare you keep lying for these yeah. motherfuckers? You have such little time left on this earth. Is this really how you want to go out? To have it your is. kids be like this? Is this really it? Like, the, your house is not a safe space for your granddaughters. Your granddaughters only. And mind you, he's got, they all have nephews. Why aren't we fighting them? You know? And my brother-in-law said something very interesting. Because, like, I've been stewing. Because I was like, I thought I was over this. And I thought they'd learn their fucking lesson. Mm-hmm. But they haven't. And um, Garrett was like, First of all, the fact that they only attack women and it's all you guys are always alone. He's like, if there yeah. was even two of you together and disadvantaged. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, if there was even two of you uh, granddaughters together, they'd leave you the hell alone. Because they're little bitches. He's like, and all they do is bitch and moan. Like, because that's what they do. All they do is bitch and moan. And I can't tell you how refreshing it is that the cop force is our age now and not their age. Wow. Because they're like, oh. Camry, you, you, you old ass man, threw decided to throw it around this this thing. Cool, mm-hmm. enjoy a cell. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> and the judge who is presiding used to work for my grandpa, and I don't know if that's going to be good or bad for him because he's seen. Be bad. I think it's going to be real bad, real bad, because he's seen the tantrums that every single one of these children have thrown. Mm-hmm. But the interesting he- thing here is I'm not even really mad at these kids, like the my uncles and my mom. I'm pissed at my grandparents. Because you see that it's them that's enabling this the whole time. And where did they learn that violent behavior from? Them. Well, it's one thing. Okay. Every layer we go. I'm like, it's one thing to do that, but this. And then I'm like, it's one thing to do that, though, but this. Like, mm-hmm. it's one thing for your son to attack your granddaughter, but then to be like, please don't call the cops. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing to say that to your granddaughter, but then to, like, be pissed at her, but then to go down to the police station and try to press charges against her. Yep. 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 And then the thing that drives me crazy is that... <laughs> She like she called her dad to tell her what the fuck was up, and his first question was not, "Are you okay?" It's you're pressing charges on that son of a bitch, right? Right, because the answer usually is. They're terrified too. They're just like, no, 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 no. He has had charges pressed on him, and he wants to everyone to feel the same shame that he has mm. this is all politics it's all and it all has to do with the business because he wants mm-hmm. part of the business too mm. 
Mm. Like this is, that's all what this is. It has nothing to do with us girls being protected. It has nothing to do with it. No. And so, like, why I've been highlighting my girl cousins this past week is because it's like we're not protected. None of us, none of them care. And the thing that happened bef- the week before Dell attacked Camry is um, I was having just like a bad week, so I called my grandma because. She's more of a mom to me than my mom, unfortunately, even though she's clearly not a good person. Right. I mean, I wish she was. Like, I seriously am devastated because I thought, like, we were at the end of her life and she's trying to do better. And I deluded myself into thinking these Mm -hmm. fucking cars were an apology Mm -hmm. because I needed it to be, I think. Mm -hmm. And... I just called her and I was just like, hey, my car payment was going to be late. And I'm like, I was having a bad time when I was crying and stuff. And she was like, well, let me send you some money. And I'm like, don't even worry about it. I'm like, not a big deal. Like, I'm like, I'll figure it out. Please don't worry about it. Because, you know, they're old. Like, I don't. She's like, let me send you a check for a thousand bucks. And I was like, grandma, please don't worry about it. Like, just, you know, she's like, no, we have this like account that i have it's a spare one she's like i'm just gonna i'm she's like i'm just putting a, a check in the mail for you for a thousand dollars today and i'm like that's so nice i'm like it's gonna help me out like i appreciate you because that'll actually give me a sigh of relief i appreciate you so thank you and uh but i'm like but seriously you don't have to she's like no i want to she's like he, she's like you're doing great and i'm proud of you and she's like i'm just gonna send you this check just to like give you a little relief and i said okay thank you and a week passed i haven't seen the check so, uh, I don't want to call and be like, yo, bitch, where's my money? Right. True. <laughs> but also we're sending checks in the mail. What is this? 1945. So I call and I'm like, Hey, did you send that check just in case? Like, cause I don't, you know, if it got cash, you need to call the bank. And she's like, uh, Oh, I decided not to. Hmm. And I hmm. was like, cool. Well, you played yourself because I play, paid other bills with the money that I did have, and I'm not paying my car payment, so have a good one. <laughs> uh, but no, I just was like, oh, okay, well, and she's like, and I was like, oh, all right, because she does this shit to my mom, and my mom has a nervous breakdown because mm-hmm. money is the thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, all right, cool, well, I'll just, you know, I'll pay the payment when I can. And um, she was just like, oh, okay, and I was like, all right, have a good day, see you later. Because I knew she wanted that reaction. Mm-hmm. And then a few days later, because I told her I was going to pay it on the 10th. Um, and she called me on, like, the 5th. And she's like, um, have you paid that payment yet? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> and she's like, well, why? Are you going to be able to? And I'm like, I'm working on it. And she's like, well, is it going to get done? I'm like, I'll let you know. I'm like, I told you I've been working on it, Grandma. She's like, well, Grandpa wants to know. And I'm like, okay, well, Katie, let him know I'm working. Cry about it. Let him know I'm working on it. And uh, so I forgot my socks. I, I had just shoveled something. So, like, my socks were wet. So it's like, I gotta grab some socks. So I parked my car, ran up into the house, grabbed some socks, came back down, got my car. And I didn't hit end on my phone, I guess, because I could hear my grandpa screaming because she didn't hang up the phone either mm-hmm. about what a fucking loser I am. <laughs> I'm like, bitch. I might owe the bank three. I might owe y'all three hundred fifty dollars, but you owe Uncle Dell a thousand, a hundred thousand. So Mm-mm. maybe we should start selling stuff, huh? 
Like I'm so like I'm ready. I'm ready to get ruthless. And there's so many questions to be asked. Like, why would you let your granddaughters get attacked like that? Why are you mm-hmm. Why are you comfy with that? Mm-hmm. Uh, why would you let your son uh, not get paid for a year? Because I guess I mean that's is why he thinks it's okay to attack his niece is because he's keeping Bob Arndt trucking alive. Hmm. Um, they have a whole backyard full of equipment. Start selling shit. Maybe it's time to part, pack it up. Maybe it's time to retire. Maybe it's not, not time to not have so much land. You know? Yeah. Maybe it's time to pass some shit on to the next generation. And not hold so tight. You know? Because whatever we're doing here, you're losing allies right and left. And not only that, you're hurting your children. And your grandchildren. And uh, when it happened, because Ob sent me the the screenshot of his police thing because they, they posted online because small towns are nosy. Um, Jake came home and I was like, Dell got arrested. He's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, for assault. And he's like, for who? And I was like, Camry. And he goes, Camry? Because Camry's kind of the golden child. Mm-hmm. We love Cam, but she's kind of the golden child. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, for what? And I'm like, guess. And he goes, the company. Like, we're so used to yep. it. You all know. Well, it feels like you guys are well enough aware of it that you see the cult as it is from the outside. And breaking up with a toxic family is like getting out of a cult. Like, well, I have no sophisticated thoughts, but I'm plenty upset and, um, I just, I feel like this is a pattern, a well-established pattern in so many people's small ass, small town lives and, uh, people who like fucking succession, you like are living succession in your life because there's so much shit that goes down behind closed White doors. White trash succession, abs- bro. <laughs> absolutely abusive. Abusive. Not just physically, yeah. because we that was well detailed, but emotionally, financially. Um, like, this is... Well, and here's... You want to know fucked. what the heartbreaking, the heartbreaking thing for me is? Is, first of all, I was the trailblazer blazer in being like, okay, hey, kick my ass out. I ain't yeah. put up with this. Yeah. Well, and I actually asked my grandparents, I'm like, I've lived with you because my mom was abusing me. Like, you're going to ask me not just to put up with this. Like, are you mm-hmm. fucking with me? Mm-hmm. Are you fucking with me? And, um, I straight up asked them that. I was like, are you serious? And, uh, this is why my, again, this is why my grandpa calls me his biggest challenge is because I'm seriously like, are you, are you, are you serious? Like, yes. I, I ask him that all the time. Like, are you fucking with me? Mm-hmm. And, um, I hit up Nicole. Nicole's Dell's oldest. And I was like, I'm struggling. I'm like, I'm struggling with the fact that granddaughters are still getting abused. Grandma's still covering. And she goes, well, I heard. She goes, because AC called down. AC's the youngest son of Dell, And just had a casual conversation about what happened with grandma. And we're just now suddenly taking grandma's word as Bible, even though she lied. Mm-hmm against nicole for mark okay and against you for mark yeah 
and uh, so this is a now pattern of behavior. And now sure. that it's Camry, now that it's Camry, Mark's child, it's okay because it's your dad. Like, so I hit up Nicole and I was just like, dude, I'm, I'm struggling. She's like, I'm sorry you're struggling, but my gra- grandma and grandpa owe my dad a lot of money. And I heard that Camry had uh, lunch with her dad before, so who knows what they were plotting. Instead of thinking in her logical ass brain, because I know she's got one. Oh, Cam had to spend time with both Mark and and Dell today because if I have to spend time with two whether it's Carolyn and Mark or Carolyn and Dell or Mark and Dell or whatever it's a it's a long day okay mm-hmm. and then if one of them wants to call me a lazy bitch on top of that and then throw me against the wall yeah it's not a good day it's a common day your grandma's for the gals got everybody day. really good at victim blaming for sure mm-hmm but I told my sister that she's like, seriously? And I'm like, I'm not mad at Nicole because we're mad at grandma and we're mad at everything. But it's just like everything's so fucking twisted that it's like, Nicole, like what? Grandma watched your eight month pregnant ass mm-hmm. get attacked and then she lied. And now you think Camry is lying? Like, even if it is your dad, who, by the way, her dad, I remember sleeping over at, and I'm only telling this story because, Nicole, I think you listen to this podcast. I think you need to hear it. I was sleeping. Nicole and Del were fighting all day one day. And she was just like, whatever, Dad. Like, leave me alone. Like, he was pestering her. And um, I was sleeping over. And I was probably, like, 11 or 12. So, Nicole was, like, 17, 16. She was 15. She was 15. Uh, and we went to, we'd already gone to bed. And I was laying on the floor. She was in her, she was on her bed. And we were just like giggling and stuff. And he came in and dumped at this huge ass five gallon bottle of thing of ice water on her. Hmm. And uh, she started to cry because she's just like, he just won't stop. And I'm like, well, I have a, I mean, I'm his mom, his sister's my mom. Like I get it. Like we got it, but she couldn't sleep in the bed anymore. She had to like change. She had to like, it was just like a whole thing. It was like 11 o'clock at night and we were kids and it was just like, seriously, dude. And then the next day I was like, I'm going to go stay at grandma and grandpa's. And he was like, Oh, can't handle it here. Huh? You think you're a little bit, he called me. I think he called me a little bitch. And it was just like, Jesus Christ. Also, how about you don't throw a fucking five gallon thing of water on your 15 year old daughter anyways. Mm -hmm. So remember how the Josie's mom chose to have children without men? Yeah. (laughs) Fucking genius, man. Way to go, Cindy. He did it. (laughs) I, I don't want to like lump all men into this. No, it's enough fucking people that it's a problem. Not yeah, and it's just like I see, like and like how I'm a little bit frustrated with Nicole right now. Like, this could turn into a years long thing, and I refuse to let it because I love Nicole. I think she's great. It's just frustrating too because I think it's just like it's hard to be. There's just so many layers. It's hard not to be. Whatever. And like, I her dad's been more of a constant in the past 10 years than grandma has. So she's taken her dad's side and I get it. But it's also like, dude, 
logically think about this. And also, like, Cam is distancing herself from her dad, too. Like, that's something we need to recognize. And also, Mark Spinot had to t- is on court-ordered anger management. That's also helped him. Like, I'm not saying Mark's a peach because I can't stand his ass. But, like, I don't know. I just, and, like, I can't believe that someone who's a parent gets so much joy out of all of our pain. So I've gone from everywhere from like arson to like pretending I'm a Mormon just to fuck with her. (laughs) My grandma. Like, I just want to write her a one worded letter that says, you really think you're getting to the celestial kingdom, huh? (laughs) Do you want to hear about my fucked up family dynamic? Absolutely. All right. Well, I don't know if I could explain it as detailed as you and like you give us the whole fucking timeline. So, I mean, I I go on and on. (laughs) (laughs) You just, you're just have a talent, Bobby. I'm appreciating it for you. Well, I've been laying in my bed, uh, spiraling for the past week and a half. So I better have something to say. (laughs) It's better. I mean, it's better for the podcast that you spiral instead of just dissociate and then like hope (laughs) your ADHD will come up with the right words to say for how you feel right on the spot. Right. I believe. Um, I had Halo's birthday party, uh-huh. and my grandparents decided to stay over. And uh, they came. They said we're gonna come up. Well, they first they were like, "Can we come up the day before?" And I said, "You know what? I have some plans that night, but let me see if I can rearrange them, and you know, I'll make it. I'd rather, I'd rather them come up, be well rested for the drive back. Like I don't want them to." get a crash or anything like I'm concerned for their safety honestly mm-hmm. so instead my grandma was like don't worry I got it all figured out like I can just come up come up Saturday and then leave the same day and I was like are you sure because xyz would really prefer if you like would stay a night but if you are insistent then I won't worry about it and she's like no I'm in, I'm insistent it's okay so they come up and my cousin has had her baby which um, the one that has the uh, uh, predator as a spouse. Yes, and I, Yee. I don't want to talk about that, but I genuinely think I should just keep out of it as much as possible. And like, I had that no contact for so long, and that was when my life was most peaceful. And I think that that was the right idea, was to just like keep myself out of it really, and just be like, no, because. It's starting again. Um, Anyway, so, um, so when they get to the party, in the middle of the party, like in front of everybody, they're like, you have a spot for us to stay, right? And I'm like, on the spot. But of course I have a spot for you to stay. Like, it just kind of fucked up the rest of my plans. Like, I didn't expect to be here. I expected to have this party where... As a neurodivergent person, it's an introvert. It's probably just me being introverted, but a lot of stimuli in a short amount of time. That is all of my day, even if it goes perfectly as planned. It is zapped. So Mm -hmm. when I have to be on for my grandparents, can't swear, can't fucking smoke weed in my own living room, like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh I feel it just extends the exhaustion. 
so they go, they visit the baby, they come back, whatever. Um, then the next day they linger and then they leave. And it's better because they're in a lot better health than last time they stayed over and like, whatever. So the fucked up family dynamic right now is that I'm seeing a version of my grandparents in one space. My brother who lives with them is seeing my grandparents in another space, uh-huh. a space where, um, my grandfather is being pretty, pretty like stereotypical old bastard type of shit. Yep. 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 And, um, you know, he'll be on for me because, because I'm a temporary, I'm not seeing him in his element type of thing. And, um, and I'm working through this with my therapist, but it seems like the, the duty of figuring out what to do with my grandparents has fallen on the grandkids. Yeah. Uh-huh. When they have grown adult daughters and the one daughter doesn't want anything to do with them because I think she's kind of recognizing the abuse and uh-huh. rightfully is cutting them off. Right, right, right. And the other daughter is going to be taking advantage of them and has stolen their medication before and is just looking for an opportunity to weasel her way in. That's my opinion of her. That is that yeah. is the pattern that I've seen before. So that is the information I'm working off of. And um, for me, I have rose-colored glasses for my grandparents. Even though at the same time, they're enabling the family dynamic that is going on. And I've talked to my therapist about how I feel like I owe them because they used their retirement to make sure that I grew up in a safe space. I had a friend named Ashley um, message me and ask me what my, um, after we read The Body Keeps the Score, she asked my ACE score. Mm-hmm. And I said, um, I said it was a nine. <laughs> what she say? That's mine too, right? We both yeah, nines, it is. Right? Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to find it real quick so, I'm, so I can read it. Okay. She said, I said, my A score is nine. She's like, holy shit. I said, I think the reason I'm not dead in a gang addicted to meth or unhoused is because of my grandparents and small community and religion. Mm-hmm. While each of those also has a part to play in my abuse, I truly believe that they did their best and sacrificed a lot of their retirement raising us. Also for the record, and for all of you listening, the dead gang people, meth addicts, and unhoused persons are people. I'm just trying They're to recognize the yeah. privilege it was to have the support that I did. Yeah, absolutely. And so well, I'm, I have these rose-colored glasses mm-hmm. for my grandparents while they're enabling my mother to be the person that she is. They're blaming the people who are putting in boundaries for the reason that their family is dysfunctional. They are discrediting people's existence and um, 
trying to write their stories for them, even though we're trying to tell them this is why. And uh, I, I, I know that they did not do me a favor by raising me when they were raising us. They did my mom that favor and therefore right. I don't owe them. But there is this trauma bond that I have. And I don't know if that's the right word for it, but it is this trauma bond that I'm like, I love you. I don't want to see you as the shitty person that you are being. Well, I think that's, uh, it's actually what it is. It's, uh, my therapist described it once as an orphan um, response. And I think everyone in my family has this. Uh, I think actually Dell's kids are more healthy because their mom <laughs> hmm. uh, has a nor like a normal ish family, sure. but like you'll, you'll take what you can get. And in my, in my family's case, it's money. And I need to clarify too. I love my grandparents. Um, I think Bob Wharton's one of the coolest dudes around. Uh, he taught me about Johnny Cash. <laughs> sure. Like Me there's Mexican good things food. about our grandparents and right. yet they're being shitty. Well, but here's, uh, this is another thing too, is it's like when I attempted suicide, uh, cause I was bitching to my sister about it last week. I was like, I'm so fucking annoyed about being like a burden. I'm like, when I tried to kill myself, they called and yelled at me. And I'm like, and the only way like he was going to give me his affection, which is money is if I came down to his house into his toxic fucking house. And she's like, okay, Bobby, she's like, I gotta be real with you on that. She's like, when you did that, he was like, what do we do? He's like, I'm so freaked out. He's like, what do we do? He's like, she started, he's like, he started to cry. And he's like, I offered her money to come down. He's like, I just want to make sure she was eating, sleeping, and not her harming herself. He's like, because this yeah. is so scary to me. Well, and they like, love well, us, right? And there's like, there well, it's like, are... well, why didn't he say that to me? Like, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't a child. I was twenty fucking eight. It's like he should be like, Bobby, just please get down here. We're freaked. Instead of being like, what, 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 what? And my girl would be like, so many people have it worse than you, Bobby. You know, like it's just like. Why don't you have an, a conversation with me and treat me like a person and not well, like a burden? Yeah. And there are a lot of systems at play that mm -hmm. make it so that they are the people that they are. And yes, we recognize them. And yes, we recognize that the people that abuse us are complex human beings that have positive parts to them, too. But it still fucking sucks. And it's, it's not supposed to be on us. Too. Yeah, it's still abuse. Like, and it's just like. When you're going to learn your lesson, old man, like I'm tired of it. And it's like, I am in this weird thing too, because he's going through a dementia thing. The whole mm -hmm. entire town even knows about it. Mm -hmm. Like I went down there, didn't realize it was such a big deal. And then I was like talking to people in town and they're like, oh yeah, everyone knows. And it's like, cool. So much for community, huh? Yeah. But it's like, they have this weird, you know, packed him and my grandma where they're just gonna ride it out but it's like what kind of life has this ever been we work that's what we do yeah and scream at each other yep and the girls get beat up by their uncles i used to be so proud of my family and my family name i knew all these proud stories that i had and all mm -hmm. these like legendary things and there has been i've been trying to make an ofrenda in my house for like probably 10 years of like pictures of my ancestors that I know all these stories about but I only know the good stories and I know I know the good and the bad about my grandpa and it's been and my grandma and it's been 
hard for me to say, I want to be proud of my ancestry, but we're white fucking trash with all of this religious <laughs> trauma and it's all piling down on me. And it's like, up, I, I feel like, I feel like I've like cut myself out of this like scenario and I don't, I have ties to them gen- genetically. I, I'm actually, I, I really am proud of my whole entire generation. You know, we all fucking are psychos. <laughs> let's not let's not get it twisted. But like we're all we all have recognized certain things. We've broken away. Like we're talented. Like Zach's a great musician. Jake's a pilot. Whitney has an Adidas fucking sponsorship. What the hell's that? She's going to the Olympics. Uh Camry is this amazing like trucker person. You know, I'm me hello mm-hmm. like i have a whole family i have a cool cut we we are good our genetics are cool i'm not saying anything bad but it's just like this we got to get through this generational trauma and i really ho- i'm hoping and i'm what for what i can see we're doing pretty good mm-hmm. we're doing good for making it, it stopped yeah with us like yeah. we're like that's that'll do that'll and that's do something pay. that i do feel like my sister who i don't talk to Mm-hmm. and have no idea what she's going on with her life i feel like she's she cut off her toxic family i'm part of that story fucking sucks for me because i feel like if we maintain yeah. contact it would be fine but do what you have to do yeah. um my brother going to therapy figuring the figuring it the mm-hmm. fuck out mm-hmm. doing us a huge fucking favor by living in the basement of my grandparents i'm sorry to out you like that bro but like if no, he but that, wasn't that's there. actually like I wish someone was living at my grandparents' house. Yes, so that like, like... and I've, I've I've offered, and then I'm also like, that's what it's gonna be so bad. I'm gonna need like all the weed. Yeah, but like it's I, not your also... it's not your it's not for you. It's not for you. And then I know, and then but my I've cousins, offered. I've offered because though... I love them. You know, like they're they I, are they yeah. are my grandparents, and I do adore them. And I act, honestly will tell them to get fucked every single day. I've done it. I did it in high school. I'll do it today. But and they might need that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But my also my cousins are also being these like they are growing in their own ways. You know, they are breaking generational curses in their own uh ways. And yes, my cousin was in a very abusive situation. Let's just support her and like help her stay out of that situation again. Because it's very easy to get sucked back in because there are positive things about the predatorial person that her husband was. Absolutely. But it's it's like well, and the predatory yeah. person at the top of the hour, there's a lot of positive things about him, like a scary amount where you're like, ooh, but like also, you know, what's a scary amount too? how many people were like, oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. From people who were older than him, his age, like shit, bro. I don't think you had that many people fooled. Facades, man. I mean, he had a facade for, I mean, they all do, right? Every single person has a facade, so. And when you don't, you're a psycho. Yeah. But you know what's also really frustrating, too, is that, like, one of my biggest heartbreaks in life is that I know I'm never going to get through to my grandparents. Yeah. Like, I'm doing this thing where I'm like, I'm not going to pay my car payment till they apologize to Camry, which my sister's like, I guess you could do that. But I'm it's looking like at it. It's it's not yeah it's juvenile i mean they care way more about money than anything that's what this whole thing is about is money that's what everything is about is money the reason why they don't want us to press charges on our uncles is because 
I don't know if I said this earlier, but just to make it clear, they have hazmat licenses, and that means you can haul gas and oil, and you can't oh, have assault. Oh, that's why. You can't have assault on your record. You can't be an irrational person and haul hazardous materials. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. So <laughs> they don't want them to have this record. Now, I get it. It's the business. It's everybody's livelihood. My grandpa feels like he's has the handout to everyone. And they do to a certain extent. I feel like they only extend it till you're almost there. They like to keep you down a little bit, I feel. But I also feel like they like to feel wanted and needed. For sure. Um, but it's also like, yo, like, again, when I called my grandma the other day, it was genuinely because I needed, I like, if my mom and I were cool, I would have called my mom. Just be like, mom, I need someone to talk to, you know? <laughs> like, I just needed to vent. I just needed to be, like, upset. I just needed to cry. And my grandma was like, she let me, and she's just like, I'm really proud of you and stuff. And then she's like, I'm going to send you a thousand bucks. And I know a lot of people have grandparents like that who are just like, I'm just going to send you some dough. Or like, here's a 20, you know? Every time they, they're proud of you, they, they give you some dough, um, which is fine, but it's like, it's not sustainable. It's really not. Mm-hmm. It's not sustainable. Yep. <sighs> I just had somebody else write in. Mm -hmm. This feels very appropriate for the mode that we're, the the topic we're talking about. This is very patriarchal, horrible communication, constant Mm -hmm. passive aggression, holding grudges, and no accountability. It's funny because I was talking to my uh, second cousin. Her grandpa and my grandpa are brothers. And she's like, what the hell's going on? And, uh... (laughs) I, cause like only my line, I guess is violent and like, cra- like loco, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think it has to do like my grandpa's angry, but my grandma's side is like mentally ill. Um, so you bring the two together and you're cooking baby. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, She's like, it's so funny. She's like, my grandma and grandpa remember everything and they hold such grudges. And I'm like, yeah, dude, same. Like, I mean, I'm like, I remember everything, but I'm like, I don't care. And um, she's like, no, no, no. They remember, like, they remember. You can't like someone because their grandma did something in the 50s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, seriously, mm-hmm. dude. I'm like, this sounds so stupid. She's like, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> And those grandkids are probably, like, the coolest people, but, like, nobody will give them a chance because Miss Miss Betty or whatever. That's so fucking it, dumb. Pa- petty, it, petty, petty people. Petty. And it is really interesting, too, because because everyone's so nosy in Pinkwich, and also because I was posting, you know, my love notes to my girl cousins, um... People have been like hitting me up and being like, "What the hell's going on?" You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you're like, "Tune in." <laughs> well, also, but like uh, a lot of my homies have been being like, "What's going on?" Um, because again, the the jail posts when an inmate gets booked. Yeah. Um, that's just that's such a fucking pot stir move, dude. <laughs> um, but uh, well, I loved reading the like nine one one reports in the Richfield Reaper about oh, like I how know. many how many uh calls were made 
But that's such a pot stirrer film. <laughs> like, who the <laughs> fuck was this? Or like, that was my brother. Accidental 911. Whoops. Well, um, uh, my, and then like your friends are like, oh yeah, this, this happens. Like, this is what's going on in my family. And it's like, oh, so we're all living in the same hell. Like, why don't we discuss it openly and be like, how do we address this? Like, let's get mm-hmm. a board out. Let's, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's get a whiteboard out and start like right talking about it and doing pros and like, look, seriously. Cause I'm over it. Like, I'm so goddamn over it. <laughs> like, well, but how 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 do we fix it? We don't. We can't fix it. It's not I our job. I, I mean, we don't have lead poisoning. The boomers do. Boomers we do enough what we do. Can. Yeah. I don't know, and I I truly like. Like I guess my uncle Mark called my. Oh, here's another thing. Someone. This is this is totally a rumor, but I heard that a driver quit. My grandpa only has two drivers my uncle Dell and then this other guy and he quit because he's like I'm not gonna work for a company where like what you guys are on Dell's side over what mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh my mom called and was like hey are you guys doing okay and my grandpa said that she's such a, a busybody and a gossipy little bitch and she called my sister just crying <laughs> and it's like whether that's true or not, Bob. <laughs> like, and also Mark called her and her, she doesn't talk to him, I don't think. And it's like the only time anyone ever talks is when there's a huge fucking dilemma going mm-hmm. on. And it's mm-hmm. like, and everyone's searching. They're longing mm-hmm. for each other. And it's just like, I wish they could understand that. I wish they, I wish they I could do. understand I do sometimes feel like the only reason why our family does get together is because we understand who the root of the problems are. Mm -hmm. And the only people who do understand is us. And it is a little bit exhausting to only get reached out to when something bad is going down because it's like, oh shit, I don't know if this is a good call, a bad call, what, you know? Well, that actually is... That's actually what bums me out about Cam is she's an only child and her dad, again, assaulted me however many years ago. But she called my sister and she was upset and she was just like, I, it's so embarrassing. First of all, it's embarrassing Mm because it is. Mm -hmm. It's a weird, there's a weird embarrassment to it, probably because women are second class citizens in our culture. Um, and then to just have that extra shit, especially because you try so hard, you give so much of yourself to help your your family, like to learn the business, to do whatever they need. Like I honestly, whatever my grandparents have ever needed, I've been like, yeah, whatever you need, like I'll do it, whatever you want. Yeah. And um, I've always known the business was more important than me, and I've always been like, whatever you need me to do, I will do it. Yeah. And um, Camry is a thousand times fold more than that with than me like she's way more into it than i am yeah so like to walk in and be like you're not you're a lazy little bitch like no she's not and then like to not even be able to explain that to someone and not even have siblings to be like hey this is actually not normal and then to have only people who are identifying with you also got attacked by your dad so you don't even know if they're being genuine with you right 
Like, let's discuss right. a clusterfuck of a mental fuck. Yep. Like, I feel so bad for her right now. Like, I'm just like, and I check in with her, and I'm just like, hey, Cam, just see how you doing? And it's like, who does she know if I'm being genuine or not? <laughs> I would never know. Yeah. You know, I know that I'm yeah. being genuine because I yes. love her. Sometimes you know? I feel like some people call me and be like, hey, I'm worried about you. And then, like, I just spill my guts and then they take that to because they're fucking gossips. That's also well, but like, again, we're discussing it. We're discussing it on the pod. Yeah. You know, so she's probably like, oh, that's the only reason why she hit me up. No, <laughs> that's not why. It's because this is a tr- traumatic experience. And I also, you know what? I'm tired of hiding people. Yeah, whether because it's, it's protecting them. Whether it's our charismatic friends who's grooming our other friend's kid or my fucking uncles who have a hazmat so they can do whatever the fuck they want to. Me and my fucking cousins who are all girls. I'm tired of it. I did t- um, talk to my therapist who I want to remind everybody listening that she's called my family a black hole of my energy. So take that for what it's worth. <laughs> yeah, I think after this episode, I'm done. I'm done with them because, like, I was having a manic episode, and now I'm just like, uh, I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Um, she, I've asked her. She's she. I said at the last ten minutes of last session. So any any other things that you need to tell me? And she was like, Yeah, your unjust, un unjust felt duty you feel that you have a duty which is not right that you have to owe your grandparents something mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. like no, none of that's true you don't owe them shit like and um if you still feel a duty to them if you still feel like everybody's looking to you to do something because you're the only one who's got it together in this thing. Make a plan. Recognize your role in it, which is not the number one person. You're low on the you're low on the totem pole. Pick an appropriately sized thing that you can do. Say, hey, as part of this plan, here's what I'm willing to do. Do that. You're done. Everybody yeah. else needs to pitch in too. Because Absolutely. it's everybody else's. If if it's your responsibility, then it's everybody else's. And if well, it's right. and you need to remind the adults in this situation that it's their job. It's my grandparents' job to figure out what the fuck they're supposed to be doing at the end of their life. It's my mom's. It's their children. My mom's and my aunt's job to enforce the safety of all others when dealing with their parents and their parents' end of life. It's our job to, you know, do what we can, little things, but it's not our job. We don't owe them shit. Honestly, we really don't. And it's so wild, too, because I feel like it's crazy because we've honestly been talking about how dysfunctional it it is since we were kids. Like, we're like, oh, my God. Because, again, the will says split evenly between the three children. I don't know if you guys have heard the last hour of my what I've been talking about. It's someone's going to die. So we've all said we were going to go on like a cruise or something. Um, <laughs> all the grandkids. But uh, I just feel like my grandparents aren't going to change. They're not going to uh, suddenly not want to like throw, you know, a bunch of candy in the middle of the floor and watch us go after it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So 
at this point, I'm just kind of like, whatever. And like, part of me also wants me to be like, like my sister's doing the Chevron right now. And she's like, I think I just want to stop. But she's like, but it's also my grandparents. It's how they make their livelihood. Like, that's how my 80-something-year-old grandparents are surviving. Yeah. And then I'm also like, I think I just want to, like, tell them to come get my car because it's in my grandma's name. But it's also like, but I've been paying. I only have a year left on paying it, mm-hmm, and I love mm-hmm. my car. It's my car. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many, like, yep. old-school feelings, new-school yep. feelings. You know, it's just so – it's just such a fu- – it's, it's so weird. But yes. point of the matter is – when they get a, just kidding now. <laughs> um, I don't know. My hips hurt, and I ain't getting laid. I guess I could be. Married man's texting me. Um. Yeah, I I often and this I mean I feel heartless saying this, but I often am just waiting for the TikTok, deaths talk. to happen, so that I can officially move on from all of this shit but i guess part of the journey is right now when we are working towards our mental health and like prioritizing their boundaries and stuff like that i want to see if my mom and even my uncle well even if my uncles will get better uh once my grandparents go um and then they probably won't but you know, after they go too, like, I just hope it's not too late. Like, I hope we're not too calloused by then, you know, because with every year, I'm like, if I keep shit in water and not eating, like, eventually my intestines are going to come. <laughs> They're going to come out. Eventually I will die. So it's a, it's a wonderful life. It's just so weird. It's just mm-hmm. so, it's so and what is it what is it for? Exactly. What is it even fucking for? Well, and I was telling my sister too, I was like, I think I'm gonna ask grandma if she thinks she's gonna get into celestial kingdom. And she's like, I don't even think she believes in it. And I'm like, could you imagine being like eighty four and not knowing? I mean and being and like dedicating your whole entire life to this and being like, I don't even think I believe in it. What well, well you know what I think no wonder she's bitter I mean to the people in the religion that would be the most devastating thing but the people who actually have lived a little bit of life outside like any any kind of life left is worth living but you're in a fucking you're you're stuck you're actually stuck so well she's so like hot and cold I wonder if she's bipolar because I mean I've been diagnosed with that so like I'm trying to be especially with my grandpa too like I'm trying because apparently there's some mental health issues here there's clearly there's clearly some some shit going on uh and uh and I said we we were talking about etiquette I texted you I said maybe the reason why etiquette exists it, it was an answer to autism yeah making people like helping people with autism be like, okay, this is how you. This is what you do. This is this how you, is how you do don't it. get inti- institutionalized, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I I don't know. I just it, if I was, I don't know. I feel like if I was, because I ha- I feel like I have been oppressed in a way, you know, with the Mormonism and stuff. Um. I feel like if I had kids, and again, I don't have those, so I'm just, I'm doing a lot of ifs, if, if I did, if whatever. 
uh, I feel like how am I not their favorite? First of all, I'm a wild child. I say, what's up? I, you know, I work my ass off. I do the things. Um, I help them when they need it. Like, I just don't get, like, I just don't get why I irritate them so much. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But here I am. Well, it's often the, um, the agitator. Yeah. The person who is recognizing the toxic, the toxicity that's the disruptor and then becomes the enemy like that's that i've seen a bunch of that on my tiktoks just like hey if your family fucking hates you it's probably because you're messing up their perfect system of abuse so yeah i don't know it's uh frustrating all i know what it is is it's frustrating i don't i don't have my finger on what exactly it is but i know that i'm frustrated it sounds like you are too yeah fire well cheers to us continuing to be disruptors and cycle breakers and i i really want to re-emphasize the absolute most that you're doing for your nieces and nephews and i think that's admirable and i i think it's admirable that you recognize that it's temporary and also that it isn't your job (laughs) and yeah like Dude, am I being a dick by being like, I'm no. not being a dick by asking you to get compensated? No, because the the amount of the time that I spent babysitting my cousin's kids, that nearly broke me. And actually, uh-huh. I did. I That's when I cut them off was after that. I I feel like I was unfairly compensated for all of that shit. And I still was like, but she's family. She's pregnant. I'm not, I like, I need to like, like, this is what I feel like family is for. And I've watched kids for free for my friends that were like going to therapy or doing, you know, taking, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. about the compensation, but it's long term and it's, it's not you know like you I, your I time just is... hate it yeah. I hate it so much I yeah. mean and and like I love it too don't get me wrong I love it and I hate it but I'm just like I it, it it's just not like I'm you might not... need a vacation girl like you might need a <laughs> you might need to take a, I need a, a need six a hour trip to from... Hawaii or something like oh shut up do not listen <laughs> only if there's a ki- only two cats on board maybe three this time <laughs> all right uh do we say these things we have to it's so late Thanks for listening, guys. uh, Oh, and also, just... I totally just aired my family's dirty laundry. I did this for several things. Therapy for myself. Also, my whole entire family can go fuck itself. But also... Understanding. (laughs) My family's crazy, y'all. And if you ever wonder exactly why uh, my uncles and my mom are crazy, maybe this will help you a little bit. So, anyways... We say these things. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Is This the Place podcast is written, recorded, and edited at Titan Tower Studios. Our theme song is by Bobby, and our cover art is by Jessica Sanchez. This is our story as we see it. We believe it to be true as far as it is translated correctly. We'd be eternally grateful if you'd share the show with your friends, And check out our community at patreon.com 
slash is this the place? Because even if this isn't the place, you are still the people making this possible. Thank you.